You know, Vanilla, it's really wild that this like elf on the shelf thing like popped off recently. Like, <laughs> it's the like, most ridiculous thing. Is it just me or like has it really popped off over the last like five? It has or their six own movies, years? man. They have their own movies now. Yeah, they're on Netflix. Like, and I gotta yeah. tell you, dude, they're on all the time in the house because you know I live with little ones. They're yeah. not my little ones, but I live with them and I and I watch yeah, what they enough. want to watch, right? Yeah. And yeah. sometimes they put on th- they want to watch things that slap, right? For instance, yeah. I don't care what anybody says. Bluey fucking rules. I have had so many adults tell me that. <laughs> Dude, yeah. no joke. Um if you have nine, ten minutes to spare, I am telling you. Watch the Bluey episode called Onesies. Okay. <laughs> it's about like the, the mom's sister, the aunt coming over and she gifts the kids these onesies. And then like as the episode goes on, you slowly start to realize that like the aunt doesn't come around because she can't have kids. And it oh, like makes her God. depressed seeing bluey and bingo but the way that they integrate it into this kids show is absolutely astounding that's i hear it's got a lot of adult themes in the it's show it's really that good <laughs> yeah bluey rules big fan of bluey don't care what anybody fucking says uh Fair. however other times the kids put on these fucking elf on the shelf movies that are exclusively on Netflix and they yeah. are at once the fucking worst thing that Christmas has to do every <laughs> year. They're terrible. What are you, you going to do, man? Someone's capitalizing. Good for them. The, the, the music is bad in them. The music's bad. The voice acting's bad. The 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 characters are freaks. <laughs> like the, like the actual human characters look like monsters, dude. They're terrible. They're horrible. So are we confident that a Mench on the Bench show would be better? Oh, Mench on the Bench is like <laughs> what we need. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you this right now. You should do the set, the Christmas morning service. <laughs> my uh, <laughs> my brother-in-law uh, just got a snoop on the stoop. Nice. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to send you a picture. So we got a snoop yeah. on the stoop now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we got a lot of things. This was a really weird week of, of entertainment going out there. Uh, oh yeah we both saw a, a handful of movies this week we were both very active in the in the movie saw four going. movies this week man yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> you only uh, saw three yeah you were not allowed to talk about one of them right now <laughs> you were not allowed to even mention it we weren't gonna talk about it anyway we're not allowed to mention it we'll talk about it next week but why are you bluey <laughs> <laughs> to use uh, the phrase <laughs> We so so many movies have come out. Uh, Patrick has seen finally seen Godzilla minus one. We want to talk about that a little bit. We want to talk about the boy and the heron, Hayao Miyazaki's uh, new masterpiece, if that's what you want to call it. 
Uh, and of course, <laughs> we'll finish off with a more in-depth review about uh, the Timothy Chalamet led, directed by Paul King, uh, Wonka, uh, which is something that I mean, this is one of the most anticipated movies of the year, uh, especially for Vanilla Bear, who's who's a you know the biggest Timothy Chalamet fan that I know. That's right, baby. Put um, me on the board. And of course, <laughs> if you don't know, you should know. This is your Chocolate Bear Moon. This is the Forest Film Club where we talk things, all movies and pop culture in general. Uh, and if you want to help us out, it's super easy. All you got to do is uh, follow us on any social medias that we're on. We are always going to be under the Forest Film Club. Uh, you can also email us uh, anything you want us to review at all movies, TV shows. Uh, we'd love to get some more things loaded up in the chamber. We are about to, in a couple weeks, start planning out uh, the first couple months of 2024. So uh, we definitely need new avenues of viewing. Isn't that right, Vanilla? Yeah, absolutely. We need some new fun stuff. Yeah, Hit definitely. Us. So so get up on that. ForestFilmClub22 at gmail.com. Uh, we will review anything that you send uh that way and of course you can find us on wordpress opinions can be wrong i will start to be linking uh that in in the description of every episode uh also in the description of every episode i have our email listed out so if you can't remember our email just copy and paste it from there super easy of course the number one thing you can do to help us out is just give us a positive review on whatever you're listening to us and number one in the bucket is going to always be to share us with your friends and family. Get the word out. If you tell one person and then that person tells one person and that person tells one person, that is three times the amount of people that could be listening. So please just just uh, share with your friends and family. Am I missing anything, Vanilla Bear? No, you did a good job. We got it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I I like doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where do we want to start? Uh, uh, should we go lowest to highest here uh, between Boy and the Heron and, and Godzilla minus one? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Lowest yeah. to highest in my yeah, opinion, please. I guess is what I'm saying. And I yeah, let's get one out of the way. not as high on Godzilla minus one, but I'm sure you liked it more than Boy and the Heron. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a lot. By a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One was much more disappointing than the other. <laughs> so Boy and the Heron, it's important to point out that this is Hayao Miyazaki's first movie in 13 years. Also, it's important to point out this movie was an event when this was announced. Like, this was a big deal. So in... <laughs> America it wasn't. I guess it was in Japan, but did you hear about the wild things in Japan that they did for this movie? Mm -mm. Okay, so the wild thing that they did for in Japan for this movie is nothing. They released a poster with the title, and that's it. No trailer. They don't have to do anything else. No, yeah. I mean, Hi Muzaki's a god over there, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, right. He's, yeah, he could just say, "I'm making a movie," and they'd be like, "We don't even care what it is." Tell that's us when a, you show. Up. No, well, that's the thing, Patrick. It isn't. He's like that. He is that. That's exactly yeah, I know. what happened. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. it's. A, I know. I'm 
stuttering a lot here, but there's a lot to deal with this movie that I just feel like yeah. first things first, the title, the Americanized title. This is what's wrong with America. Yeah. Okay. We went over this with the Philosopher's Stone and Harry Potter because Americans don't know what a philosopher is. Right. We are also too stupid to understand that a title, How Do You Live, is supposed to mean something. So our dumbass executives are all like, oh, well, there's a boy and there's a bird in it. Let's call it that. Like, it's so insulting. I know. I hear you. When you it's told me that, so I was like, it's a way better insulting. title. It's such way a better. bad title. And I really do think that. The title, How Do You Live, if you look at this movie with that title, improves yeah. the movie in and of itself. Because The Boy and the Heron kind of makes it sound like it's like this fun fantasy romp. See, in my head, I'm thinking, okay, it's not like one-to-one, -one, obviously, but I'm thinking like Mulan. Right. With her, with her little dragon friend. Right, figuring her Figuring his way out. I'm thinking like never-ending story, right, with Falcor and like... Yeah. There's a kid and they have a supernatural best friend. And it's like, yeah. that isn't this movie. No, zero. The Heron hates this boy. Yeah. <laughs> I think we both saw the uh, the English dub of it, right? Yeah. What did you think of uh, of our performances in it? Um, I, I don't know how to rate the performances, to be honest. Because I don't think the translation was very good, and I don't know who could have saved it. Sure, if that makes sense. Like, no, just, I, I hear you. So, do you think that, watching that... a badly written movie with like a Sam Rockwell, where he somehow makes a character viable? So, so do you think that that you could have had a, a more visceral reaction to this if you saw the uh like the the version with subtitles and Japanese voicing like perhaps I do think that would have been better. Okay. Um I will yeah. just say that I thought that uh Robert Pattinson fucking killed this role. I was He was fantastic. Blown away. I I didn't know he had that dog in him. I uh, well I didn't go in knowing anything. I knew Christian Bale was part of it. Right. I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, but by the end, I was like, oh, that was Robert Pattinson. That was really interesting. That was good. Yeah. And and I liked. <laughs> He'll be voice uh, acting a lot more. Bale coming back here. I mean, this movie. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you're as like. I don't know like as into Miyazaki as I am I mean just animated movies are not as into them as I am right? no and that it's in general it's animated movies it's not right. just but like there's him, so like... many so many callbacks to like other Miyazaki movies in this movie and even like just Christian Bale in this you know he was um he was uh Hal and Hal's moving castle okay all right you know, so like they're yeah. even bringing in all of these, you know, old voice actors that that used to just keep like that them thematic like this is Miyazaki's Miyazaki, you know, and Miyazaki. Right. This is the story that he can tell in his mind that that anything can happen. Um, and it just feels like it falls a little bit flat, doesn't it? it yeah. And I mean, we've we talked a few times, but my overall thought is. There's so many 
good elements that never get brought together. Yeah. So many cool moments that end up not mattering. Yeah, this is and that's unfortunate is, because there was opportunity. Yeah, it's Miyazaki at his most artistic, but his like least storytelling. Yeah. You know, this is kind of like very open. This is kind of like the definition of like, you know, you know, me, big pro wrestling fan, right? Mm -hmm. This is kind of like what happens whenever you have a five-star instant classic, you know, 25-minute barn burner, right? Crowds on their feet, they're chanting, they're cheering. This is one of the greatest matches ever. And then they forget about it immediately because the match had no story behind it. It had, they, yeah. these two dudes had no reason to fight. And even though they went out there and put on the best match that they possibly could, it kind of means nothing. Because yeah. there's no yeah. hook there for me to care about the match. Like, really, the only reason that he ends up going on the journey, right, is because he's curious about this Heron. Like, there's nothing, there's no emotional beat to why he's doing it, in my opinion. I think they attempted to make it emotional. Right. They Well, they um, want, they, it seems like they want, they're, like, trying to trick him into yeah. taking over the granduncle's spot. But, mm -hmm. like. I mean, they just pegged the wrong kid for that dog. Like, this kid has no yeah. personality. Like, my problem with it is that the kid had no personality. Zero. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't know. Like, I understood that he was going in because they were like, oh, you could see your mom again and she's dead. And it's like, I understand that. But like. But they treated it like a cop out. Like, OK, his, right. his character is done now. Now you understand his motivation. Like, no, because the one we're talking about today has a very similar idea. Right. Right. And that's yeah. what's so interesting. We're watching two movies with a similar theme this week. Yeah. And it, one, I think, did it way better. Well, and even three, like all three of these movies we're talking yeah. about have to deal with like that's dead true. or missing parents. Right. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's actually kind of an interesting way of looking at all three of these movies. Um, mm -hmm. I will say, however, to this movie's benefit, if we're going away from, you know, our brief thoughts on plots and, and, and that stuff, uh, I got to be honest, Patrick, I thought that this this may be Hayao Miyazaki's like artistic masterpiece. Yeah, this movie's visuals were at at times jaw dropping. Oh, that one when execution. the wave hits. Oh, my God. When that big wave happens, dude, that big wave. I, I thought my I, I, my, probably my favorite part um is whenever they is whenever the parakeets go from one world into the other awesome and, and it also and, like puts that wow. line between the universes right between yeah the realities it's like oh in this one they look really weird yeah <laughs> and they're super hilarious and cute yeah and it's like yeah. okay Hayao Miyazaki hates commercialization but this is clearly meant to sell toys and that you pegged it we I brought it up with you on the phone I said there was a part you know exactly, excuse me, which part I'm talking about. And it wasn't the parakeet part. No. There is a part in that movie with like everything you saw in the advertisements. There's this little white fluffy guy, right? Cloud looking yeah. guy. Uh, he, I don't think it brought this up on the phone. Maybe I did. He literally makes up how babies are made just to have these white things exist. Well, in you, movie. you alluded to like he had a really big idea. Uh, yeah. on the phone but you didn't spoil it and i thought this is what you were talking about 
I was like, really? You're just going to make up how babies are born? Okay. Let's see how that which, happens. Which I think you could pull off if you kept it like in the like same, if you like made it more like conducive to the overall plot. Instead, like what if he daydreams something like that when he's laying in his bed or like, I don't know, connect it to something. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking like, what if he saw one that had like a birthmark or like, you know, maybe if they had like hair or something that like reminded him of his mom. That's what I, I thought they were going to do. That made yeah. so much sense, right? <laughs> right. That like, whenever you die, you go into this other world and now you're this little puffball thing and you have to go up and get reborn again but there are storks there that eat you <laughs> right and that's what i think he was shooting for like this evil stork i don't know what was happening to be honest uh but that part i think it was the most that upsetting guy was to me. cool <laughs> well, that, yeah right like that part was just upsetting to me because up to that point i could get past some of the things i wasn't a huge fan of that broke me officially with the movie i was like okay I see what we're doing here. Well, mine was like <laughs> okay, my breaking point was kind of like these parakeets. Like, yeah, I really didn't understand what was going on with them. I don't get why like birds are the villains in this. You don't like, understand their motivation in this mirror world. And then like the ending, you know, I don't want to spoil it too much for people that that didn't hear it. But like the ending yeah. with like how they bring in like the parakeet king and like his actions. I was like, I don't, I just don't see why they would do it this way. I, I don't. He could have been there from the beginning. That, and I don't understand how it ruins everything either. Well, so here's what I think they should have done with that, because you don't understand why they want control of this alternate world right that parakeet king should have been there from the beginning and we should have been seeing moments with him and his flock trying to rally the troops and explain what's happening patrick i will take it one step further mm. that parakeet king should have been like the first thing that that mojito like got introduced to in this mirror, mirror world and that yes. parakeet king should have been trying to keep mojito and the heron separated as yep. much as possible like and then it should have been like it would have been a, a really nice like i don't want to say twist because i think it would have been obvious that the parakeet king was the bad guy the whole time but yeah. like for me to feel like the Parakeet King even mattered and also great performance by our boy David Batista. Yeah, yeah. That was nice. It just felt like it came out of nowhere. And because it came out of nowhere, it meant nothing to me. And then at least would have added a level of plotting on the characters, yeah. right? Like, oh, okay, well, maybe he's gonna try and bring him to his side. Right. And that right, would have right. been a neat that would have been a maybe neat ending of that the two of them between like on the other side of him doing like the old holding cookies on each side and be like, which one do you want? Right. Right? Like <laughs> I would have yeah. loved it. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, just, you know, uh, Boy and the yeah. Heron, definitively not Miyazaki's masterpiece. No. Uh, what's your favorite Miyazaki movie? Do you have one? I haven't seen enough of them, to be honest with you, to have a solid opinion. I just know objectively I didn't enjoy this one. Uh, out of the ones that you have seen, do you have a favorite one that you know about? Or 
Not really. And there was one other one besides Ponyo that I've ever seen, and I don't remember it much, which means I probably didn't like it much. Well, we watched Grave uh, Graveyard of the Fireflies. That's it. Um, I like that more than Ponyo in this. All right. Well, this first yeah. quarter that we do, I might have to force you to watch Spirited Away. Yeah, uh, I I, been, I figured we'll get to it, so I yeah. didn't. Spirit Away is legitimately maybe the greatest animated movie of all time, maybe the best one. Like, could consider is considered one of the greatest movies of all. Not animated yeah. movies, greatest movies of all time. Yeah, so I'm down. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll throw that in <clears throat> in the mix because it's just such a great watch. I love that movie so much. Yeah, uh, absolutely. What what'd you give uh boy in the hair in vanilla bear? Oh boy. Um maybe a five. Yeah, it's reasonable. I gave it I got I gave yeah. it at a six. Yeah, I mean I gave it at a six. It was um, fine. I thought that it had a, a very strong and visually stunning uh, artistic flair to it. Uh, and it was unique enough at points that it didn't piss me off too much. So I thought that it, this was yeah. Unfortunately, an exceedingly average movie for, from Hayao Miyazaki. I really liked they didn't go far enough with the girl, uh, but I thought it was weird that she ends up being his mom. That's my last note I'll have on it because I don't oh, think they really hint at that at all. Dude and called that immediately. I I get it. And I the totally moment, see that. Yeah. The moment she was like <clears throat> shooting fire at the storks. Yeah. I was like, oh, she's shooting fire. His mom died in a fight. That's his mom. Come on. Like, yeah. Kind of kind of upset me, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was that. I was like, you can't just have a cool fire girl. Yeah, what's wrong with that? That's also lost. Like, I kind of think it'd be sick if she, like, wasn't the mom and, like, was also lost like Mojito, but also yeah. didn't want to go back to the real world. Like, I thought that was sick. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Whatever. Yeah. Let's move along. We got yeah, a better, absolutely. better movie to discuss. Next up, <laughs> uh, maybe what one of the surprise of the years, I would say, uh, with a budget of less than $15 million, cranking in the U.S. box office with $60 million, which is just wild for a Japanese movie. <laughs> right. uh, this is Godzilla Minus One. Tell me about it, Vanilla. Uh, so let me look something up real fast because... Yeah. Absolutely. Um, this... For those of us, for those of us in the know, Godzilla minus one is uh, Toho's uh, first Godzilla movie since 2016's Shin Godzilla. They had a deal with Legendary Pictures that they wouldn't make a new Godzilla movie um, until Godzilla versus Kong was released. Once that movie was out, the deal was good. And so we get this Godzilla minus one. Now, Vanilla Bear, you might be asking, why is it called minus one? Yeah, that I wasn't sure about. So, I was going to, I figured you would know the answer to that. Yeah, so. and I actually <laughs> love this. So the director, uh, Yamazuki, has said that the, the whole idea of it was that the days after World War II, mm -hmm. Japan was at the lowest that they've ever been. The days after World War II, Japan is effectively at zero. So they are the lowest that they've ever been. And then Godzilla shows up. 
Oh, gotcha. That makes Which sense. Which I think yeah. is a very clever title. I loved it. I thought that yeah, was it very works. cool. Yeah. You I mean, know? it's and it's, it's, it's one of those titles you remember. And I think it thematically not just sets up like why Godzilla is so destructive to the Japanese society in the movie, but also why it's so destructive uh, to our hero, Koichi. Yep. Um, just going to let you know now for our our fun awards there's a new contender for best actor in a film and it's not who you think it's not who you think it's our girl nariko i fucking loved her dude she was so good let's go am i correct in this she was so good let's go (laughs) yeah blew my mind I was actually devastated when she was no longer in the movie. Let's go! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my dude. god, dude. It was a great movie. Dude. <laughs> dude. Steve loved it too. We were both on board. We we're like, that was fantastic. It, it's so good, isn't it? It is a full story, start to end. You know what? Here's here's what got me. Yes. I Tell had already me what kind got of felt you. that way. I'm going on mute so I don't interrupt. Yeah. Sure. Um, so throughout this movie, right, Akiko becomes more important. I'm not going to get too into it for people that want to see it because I don't want to ruin, you know, we, we, we know which one's not to spoil and which one's not to, right? Um, that's big. Yeah. So you this whole movie's going and you see his buddies with that at the table with them a lot talking about his family and like oh are you married oh you're not married that's weird why didn't you marry her up that they're thing, all hitting on her they're all yeah like, damn girl you fine <laughs> but they're all like bro you got the baddest bitch in town put a ring dude, on she's like so, dude she is <laughs> down bad for you i know like she loves this dude come on she's been with you for how long now and yeah she's, like, walked in your house get over it like just marry the thing but <laughs> At the near the end, when he's about to do what he does, and all of them are on the comms and they say, Don't you leave Akiko? I broke. I was like, Oh my God, even they care. <laughs> this is like full, even side characters get full arcs in this movie, and I can't, can't take it. <laughs> it's so good. So this movie, and this oh. is all I'll really say about this movie. I gave it's a it's a I gave this a flat ten. Like this was this is a ten. Yeah, this was a flat ten for me. Yeah. Um, the 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 thing about this movie is that this movie goes against everything that Hollywood thinks a big action visual effect heavy movie should be right yep this movie well they even switch roles right yes sex roles get switched in this in a lot of moments and like this is important everything happening here is an important cinematic experience yes and and it (laughs) and it takes ideas and themes that not only like hollywood has kind of pushed away from center stage right mm-hmm. but also does it like in a traditional way so this movie isn't woke it's no. somehow traditional and new 
Right. Like, yeah. I don't know how to how to talk about this movie without just being so happy that it exists. So the part I, I don't want to say it completely in detail, but the part when she saves him. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say, because the scene itself is magnificent. What they do with the buildup, but it's yeah, incredible. The, the buildup. Um, but that part said everything I needed to know about how this movie was handling all of that topic, right? right. You mentioned the the W word. That's out right. the window. That was it's the part where here. I was like, they don't give a shit. They're just no. making a good movie. No. And, and there's and there's two bits of this movie, and really only one bit of this movie that I think is that like I can see the director's hand moving things, right? Like that okay. it, and that in any other movie, I'd be like, well, that's a little bit convenient. But because this yeah. movie has been set up in such a professional, natural way, even those moments are like, oh, thank God that happened. Right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I needed that to happen because that's the only way that this could have been saved. Right? And one of the other things I thought about after I had a couple of days to sit on it is they did the old Marvel formula and it worked. Yep. It worked so well. There was always a tiny bit of comedy between a Godzilla fight and a dramatic moment. And then Godzilla yeah, you, would appear. You meet the, you meet the crew like, and they're like Larry Curly and Mo. Oh yeah. They're so funny. <laughs> they're hilarious. <laughs> so but great. then, but then dude, there's that one moment, you know, this is my second time watching it. It might be one of my favorite moments in the movie whenever they first are like concerned that Godzilla might show up while they're destroying the mines. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they turn to the one guy and he's been going against the Japanese government the whole time. And he's like, yeah, I hate the government. I hate the government more than my life. <laughs> but if we don't protect Japan, who does? Yep. You know, yeah. and I'm like, yes, like, there's, yes, dude. Yes, there's way too I many philosophical that. things in I this movie. I love that because yeah. he's right. You know, if, mm -hmm. if, if not us, then who, if not now, then when? And I love characters that embody that kind of, that kind of belief. And even though the catalyst of all of this is Godzilla, right? This unstoppable force of nature, these guys are active. They see this problem and they say, how do we deal with this? How do we stop this? Yeah. You know, and, and, and as a big Godzilla fan, all I'm thinking this whole time is when do we get to the oxygen destroyer? Cause that's what destroys the original 1954 Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. When do we get to the oxygen destroyer? When do we get to the bomb? I know it's coming. Right. Yep. But they never get there, Patrick. They never nope. get there because this movie fucking cares about giving me something new in a, mm -hmm. in a franchise that has almost 40 entries. That's crazy. Man, I can't believe it. That's so much. This movie says, nah, we ain't doing no oxygen destroyer. We're beating him with decompression, baby. Like, that was such a crazy, wacky idea when he unveils that. Oh. Yeah, it was good. It was solid. I love this movie. This, I said it to you uh, a little bit ago. All together, 
this I think is probably going to be ranking at my surprise of the year. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, listen, I'm a Godzilla fan. All I care about is big giant lizard that goes boom with when he shouts. But okay? when there's a strong story around it. But it and that's things. the thing that a lot of reviewers have been saying is that you could take Godzilla out of this movie. Mm-hmm. And you saw still... that watching it. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a good story. <laughs> it was just a good story. Man, vanilla. Yeah. I was, and you know me, my love. Mm-hmm. I was so ready to tear down any bad opinion you had on this movie. You don't need to. You're good. We're covered. <laughs> uh honest to God, except for the movie that you didn't get to see. Um this would probably be my favorite movie of the year. Yeah. Like pretty easily. I mean, it's up there. Yeah. Um, And you may still feel that way. We'll talk about, you know, we'll do a year end list another time. I got to look back at my whole list. We've watched same here, but Uh, I'll just say this. It's good. What have I been preaching all year? Movies are feelings, Mm -hmm. right? They're what they can emotionally resonate with you while you're watching it and while you're you know right after you're watching it right no movie this year has made me feel like the ups and downs the laughter the sadness the anxiety the i remember every detail every emotion that makes you human yep is in godzilla minus one even the other side character we didn't talk about that's his neighbor gets a full arc that you totally buy into dude you could tell the moment she steps in there that she's like i don't care about these guys but i care about that one yeah exactly yeah it's all solid oh my god that's amazing um really excited for this to be released on home video because i i have got to see all of the behind the stuff things with this um and, and just you know, everybody who's listening should put out their their positive energy that Godzilla minus one gets nominated for best visual effects at the Oscars. It is on uh, it the short win. list. It is it on win. the short list. <laughs> yeah, it should be the winner, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, but yeah, like, but America's stupid, dude. For fifteen million dollars, dude. How many times have we watched a garbage looking? Hollywood movie this year. We left the theater and I looked at Steve and went, how did they make the Marvels? And this happened. (laughs) Honestly, honestly, like if you're in Hollywood and you see this, if you're a big executive in Hollywood and you go out to see this, you should feel embarrassed. Yeah. Like that's, and I'm not like kidding. I'm not joking. You should see this and be like, this is embarrassing that we are putting out something that looks way worse than this. Dude, him ripping apart a building looked so real sometimes. And that was like, oh my, I'm like, even like sitting there, I'm going, oh my God, are there people in that building? <laughs> right. And it's Dude, not the thing that I was thinking, like at the <laughs> at the beginning real. there, like and and how do you create a Godzilla that is at the same time like terrifying and adorable? Right. Yeah. When he's doing that Jaws chase after the boat, yeah. I'm like, oh, he's got a little snoot. <laughs> like, yeah. He's got a little nose that you could just boop right now, doesn't? Yeah. He? He's kind of adorable. I didn't think that, but I could see it. <laughs> yep. Oh, well. I. 
love this movie. Uh, it's going to take a, a pretty, pretty big event for me to not rank this as my film of the year. Uh, but one's coming out, two's coming out actually that it's it's kind of wild being this late in the year and having two big movies still yet to come out with uh yeah with the iron claw and poor things yet to come out yeah. so and i guess aquaman if, if you want to count it my god dude. <laughs> you ever see a trailer that made a movie look worse than aquaman <laughs> It's just, uh, it seems like they're trying to cover up every fault, but it just doesn't work because even the good stuff is bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, here with you. so yeah, uh, short end of the list, go see Godzilla minus one people. You will not, will not be disappointed. I'm so happy to hear that, that Steve also liked it. And yeah. did I not call it the exact reason why you didn't like Shin Godzilla would be why minus one yeah. is superior. Oh, by yeah, by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> by by, he, but before we move on to Wonka, there was one dude that snored through the entire movie, and I don't know how he did that. <laughs> he was, dude. He was like in full REM sleep during Godzilla minus one. It's Yo, like, that's hilarious. Bro, he's knocking buildings down. How are you sleeping? <laughs> so, so after taking and it was in IMAX. In- after taking my mom and, and my brother to it, my mom uh, just this week went and picked up my nephew early from school oh, so he could awesome. go see it. Uh, Good day. He's in first grade, so he can't read like that, right? But yeah. there's enough Godzilla action in it that he was entertained. He really liked it. It's um, a good. It was a good mix. However, uh, just real quick, you know, so at the end there, there's that big, like, dramatic scene where the music goes down and it's completely silent and Godzilla's about to destroy everything. Um, In our theater, we were right next to, we were right next to Trolls 3. Oh, nice. So everything got real silent. (laughs) And then next door, you could hear, (laughs) they're like having a dance party. It was awesome. It was awesome. Um, funny you mentioned that silent moment because I was thinking they just destroyed Oppenheimer in the best silent moment in a film this year. Oh yeah, and that moment was really great as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> so yeah. This movie, once again, if you are in Hollywood, you should feel ashamed. Yeah, if you're Christopher Nolan, if you're Kevin Feige, if you're fucking. Kathleen Kennedy, if you're Martin Scorsese, if you if you're in Hollywood right now and you see God's you should feel embarrassed that this movie was able to do this to you. Yeah, agreed. Okay, but now, but now there's nowhere to hide since you pushed your love aside. And I gave you some chocolate. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um, and it is time for the conversation that is going to to really be fun really excited about this uh we've been waiting a long time vanilla bear oh, oh boy i was very excited i know i know uh so mm-hmm. before going to see this you did try to watch both charlie and willy wonka 
Did yeah. you get through both of them before? You I did. Yeah. What would you rate those movies? Oh, I absolutely despise Johnny Depp. And we've talked about that. So that's like a four at best. Um, yeah. So I'll keep that one short. Teeth, man. That movie is so weird about teeth. It's because his dad was a dentist. I also find that weird. Maybe it is. In Don't the book, like it. But yeah, like, not a big fan. It's stupid. Uh, first one. The first one's perfection. I, I can't tell you anything I don't really like in that first one. It's all, sure. it's all, it all works. Everything's great. Mike TV, I forgot how great all of the jokes with Mike TV are. He's so, such an asshole on Mike but I TV. Think that, I think that the first one really works because there's this undertone of like extreme sinisterness in it. Yeah, he has a horror element to him that you're... You're not sure what he's going to do next. Yeah, and, but... and it's kind of amazing that he goes around killing these kids. Basically. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, he's like, well, you're just going to be really skinny at the end. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. Well, no, because uh, the in the first one, they don't, the kids don't make a reappearance, right? That's true. You're right. Yeah, it's the second one that does that. Yeah, uh, those but... kids might just be dead. You're right. They, you don't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it says in the beginning, no one ever leaves. So, or no one ever comes back out. Listen, out of all of them, Augustus Gloop deserves it the most. Oh, see, I'm on Veruca. Nah, dog. Veruca is just, Veruca can't help herself. Augustus Augustus definitely can. (laughs) Although, my favorite part of the second one is how the mom has such like energy for like the dad, Wonka. Oh, dude, she wants. She, is, she wants. She that wants Wonka it. Bar. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, she no, wants the first. She one wants is... Wonka to smell her snozberries. That's yeah, right. Sure. Listen, here's the thing, Gene Wilder. I mean, obviously, this is his character, right? If anyone ever was like, "Oh, what's your favorite Gene Wilder?" Nine out of ten are going to say this, probably. Yeah, I'm sure there's an underrated movie somewhere along the way that I don't know about. It doesn't matter, but <laughs> um, but he is. So charming, so horrifying. His facial expressions are always on point, no matter what's going on in a scene. He pays attention to every detail. Dude, dude I think it's my so favorite great. parts in that movie is when one of the uh, parents like turns to him and they're like, you got to do something. You have to stop him. And he's just like, don't stop. <laughs> He's, yeah, like you that, know, he's... every time he's like, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, and he just stands there and lets him do it. <laughs> Without a doubt, my favorite moments in that movie. That's why I think the Augustus Gloop death is the best because he's like, Oh, now you've contaminated my chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> you went and did it. <laughs> yeah, like he's just everything's about him somehow, even yeah. though he makes it out like it isn't. Um, but it's really good. Um, but what's so interesting about the new one is it's before all this. So you're not getting a recreation like Johnny Depp's of a similar story with some maybe twists involved or different visuals, whatever. Um, it's a new experience, which I really appreciate them doing. It needed that. Right, you can't remake the same movie for the third time. Well, try telling Hollywood that you can. You can, I guess, but yeah. they were smart and didn't. <laughs> yeah, this 
you know what? Before we get fully into yeah. it, yeah, I have some friends uh, that like throwing fruit at movies, yeah. and sometimes mm-hmm. those fruit is rotten, and often they're tomatoes. Yep. And so I thought that it would be nice. Did you check the Rotten Tomato score for this movie? No, I don't like to do that anymore because you give me the negative reviews. That's right. I love that. Uh, yeah. Damn, I just accidentally saw the Rotten Tomato score for the Iron Claw. I wish I didn't do that. Was it's it like really, it's really high? It? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> it's really high, Patrick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like to guess the uh, critic score for one or the audience score first for Willy Wonka. Audience score seven point five. Uh, for Rotten Tomatoes, so so oh, percentage out of a hundred. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they do. Um, I'll just stick with a seventy-five. Uh, Ninety-one. Wow, well, that's and a lot higher than I expected. What about the critic score for Willy Wonka? For Wonka. So uh, I'm going to stick at a 75 for Critic. Dang, dude. You suck. Yeah, yeah. 84. Wow. Yeah, so this movie okay. is... And, and I think it's a 7.7 7 on IMDb. So you nailed it with the... Ooh, 7.4 on IMDb. Here's the thing. I, I think it's just one of those things. I, I did that. I, I think that, that that's what I expected because I think... I thought a lot of people would go in with a bias. Right. Of, right. It's yeah. How couldn't you? I, you know, it's it's that's the simple reason. And that's um, like yeah. the that's the difficult thing about doing a movie about Wonka specifically. Yeah. Right. This is kind of like if somebody did and this, you know, I get it. That's why Disney's so trepidatious about this. But this is almost like them recasting Luke Skywalker. Right. This is a performance oh, yeah. that is so. <laughs> That is so iconic that they don't want to ruffle any feathers. And you can't blame them. Right? Yeah. If, you know, you you can't, but I, you know, I say recast Luke fucking Skywalker. Give it to yeah. me. Right? Yeah, it's no, better than sure. It's better than wasting $200 million putting a fake face on a stunt double. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And with this, yeah, I'm really happy that that they went with them. Of course, I think we all know by now it's either Timothy Chalamet or or uh, Tom Holland that was going to play this role. Yep, uh, they went with them, the right one. Yeah, both of them have backgrounds in like musical acts and dancing, so I think that either of them would have gone well. Um, I do think inherently that Timothy Chalamet is a better actor than Tom Holland. Yes. Yeah, so I think that's why I'm happy with this. Uh, Tom Holland's just eccentric, so that could have worked in his favor. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but I, I, they went with the right choice of actor. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. But now we have to deal with some rotten reviews uh, from Rotten Tomatoes, top critics only, of course, to see if they right. can make us think less of this movie than we already do. Yep. Because he's a legend, normally they only do three, but because he he's a legend, uh, I am going to add Richard Roper's uh, okay. uh, review in this. He'll, he's what I will start off with first. Uh, he gave the film a 2.5 out of four. Okay. 
uh, saying with the Chicago Sun-Times, Timothy Chalamet underwhelms in the scattershot origin story that mixes too many ingredients into its chocolate-covered plot. Clever bugger. <laughs> I feel he like tried. this guy, and, and I kind of don't blame him because, once again, it is Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this guy is... D- perhaps didn't give timothy chalamet a a fair shake at it he's kind of too focused on the gene wilder of it all because i don't see how you could watch this movie and think timothy chalamet underwhelmed no yeah exactly if there's one thing that saves this movie in a lot of places it's timothy chalamet yes (laughs) right agreed (laughs) yeah yeah yep uh but let's step away from him to the man with the coolest name i think we've read it one or two of, of him before okay uh, with the rolling stone it's david fear oh yeah we have yeah we've definitely noticed his name before yeah <laughs> uh you're thankful that king that's director paul king you're thankful mm-hmm. that king injects a sense of kindness, a kookiness, and a care to make this something besides a leftover doll. Yet, you wish that Chalamet was bringing something, anything, to what too often feels like character karaoke. What? Okay. hate Timothy Chalamet in this role. They really do. I don't... I. I can listen. I get it. There's going to be people that aren't a huge fan of, and I'm going to have my own stuff. Okay. When we talk about it, I have my own stuff, but at no point did I think he was singing karaoke. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Move along. In fact, <laughs> at, at, at often I was like, Oh, this is actually better like musical performance. than I've seen in a lot of musicals. Yeah. You know, he actually yep. feels like he's putting in emotion and, and actually like, singing right yeah yeah i know agreed uh from the new york times how do you pronounce this name uh manola dargis who who sounds like a star wars character yeah right Uh, The movie is over busy as these kinds of eager to please diversions tend to be. And at two hours, it overstays its welcome. No, I'm not fully understanding, but sure. That's what we want (laughs) to. Sure. Uh, And finally, and finally, Richard Brody with The New Yorker. Unfortunately, the filmmakers in curiosity about Willie is matched by their incuriosity about the star's range and depth. About Timothy Chalamet specifically? And depth, yes. Are they saying he couldn't do that or they didn't give him the runway to do it? I think they're saying that the director didn't care to give him that and that oh, okay. Timothy Chalamet didn't try to do it either. We'll we'll talk about it. I well, have reasons why deal. he's I have reasons why he is the way he is. Yeah, well I think that yeah. what's going on here is that 
uh, yeah, these people just didn't like this movie. And that's okay because there are things about this movie that I didn't like either. No, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, directed by Paul King, written by Paul King and Cy- Simon Farnaby. Yes. You're, you're a Farnaby. Yeah, isn't that correct, dude? <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds like a great insult. Yeah. Um, this is the same like directorial team that does the Paddington movies, which is hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and quite a quite a cast we got going on here. Oh uh, what do you want to talk about first with this movie? I don't think that we need to go plot by plot. This is a recent movie, people that have seen it, it's fresh in their minds. Well, so, I want to talk about one thing in particular. Yeah, I got heavy Johnny Depp demon barber vibes. It felt like a very similar setup. Started on a boat, got to a random town, had a motivation in that town, had a goal, made enemies along the way. Like if if, and I don't know know why my brain went there. Wow, now that you bring it up. Yeah. Right, it's kind of especially when like because because what in 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 demon barber there's also a moment where they're like, Hey, you got to go check out this dude to make mm-hmm. sure he's not doing anything. And like in this, they're like sending the yeah. cop to like tail him. And I'm saying it, it, I, I picked up on this. Like, I don't think it was on huh. purpose. Like this didn't feel like an intentional thing, uh, but, but it's there. I saw it. Yeah. Uh, so that's just us watching too many freaking movies and being able to like pick out exact plot points. Um, but that doesn't make it bad. I'm just saying that's I picked up on it. Okay. Um, um, I'll so. I'll go next. I'll go next. Yeah, go. Um, this isn't the Wonka movie that I wanted, and I hear and, it's, and it's kind of hard to separate that from what it is because so much of this isn't what I wanted, and. Right. I don't want to say that that's why it didn't vibe with me. Um, there are definitely aspects of this movie that I think worked super well. But like, I kind of don't give a shit about Wonka setting up his like his like business. Um, you know, you and I have joked for like the last couple years or whatever that I was excited for imperialist Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> but like the fact that we didn't get imperialist Wonka is kind of fucked up to me. Because well, to me, because to me, Willy Wonka is so great because he does have that like under layer of like horror. Like even though he's this happy, colorful dude, especially in the first movie, there's like sinisterness to him. Like he the fact that he's like, you didn't read the fine print. And I like how they bring that in here. But like, yeah. it, it at least lends to something that there's sinisterness in him. Well, so we talked about this, right? You asked me on the phone when I yeah. called. Is, do you think there's a sequel here? Yes. Yeah. This is what they want. They didn't go there because I think they have a plan. Yeah. And that's but, how I but, feel. But unless if that's here in this movie, then that's going to feel like like they're just putting that in there to appease people like me. It won't feel yeah. natural. Well, it could have at a certain spot. And they yeah. didn't choose to use it. And that kind of was the part that I was a little upset. What what part do you think that they could have used it at? We can go full. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the when the shop gets poisoned 
Yes. That is when his attitude should have shifted and he should have gone on the attack. Right. Right. Um, and I get it. They were going for a family thing. Yeah. They went for the family vibe instead. And I got what they were doing. But they did that in the original movie and it worked just fine. Right. They could have blended that in. Right. That was now the he part just feels like that now he just him. feels like a, a, a pushover. Like he's so milk toast. Like the yeah. fact that his whole plan for revenge is like this kind of like ragtag, like you know, you distract them, you distract them, I'll go get a giraffe. I'm like, come on. Like I thought it I really was fun. That. It's a little it felt a little piecemeal in spots though. Um, yeah. Another another part that was kind of piecemeal for me at least was their plan of so so this whole movie is kind of based on this idea that Wonka can't read so he signs this contract that accidentally puts him into like this indentured servitude with this mm-hmm. with this like uh Olivia Coleman service, I guess she is wonderful. I loved her in this movie. Oh, a turret. Well, her and the dude yeah, they hilarious. were both great. Uh, but yeah. I, you know, I have a proclivity for her. Like, I just think great she's fantastic. Performances, very funny. But the fact that, but their plan of like sneaking out mm-hmm. is so unreasonable. Yeah, all the time. They just get out whenever they want. They get out whenever they want because this dude that works for Olivia Coleman, they're putting off as he's like a hidden aristocrat even though she's known him yeah and this has been their racket for years yeah and she falls for it is she like the dumbest person on the planet might be i mean i think he explained that he was he did something before she got there but she would know what that is right but she there's no way that this plan and I get it, this is like a kid's movie, but that doesn't mean that the kid's plot line needs to be no. dumb as shit. No, but like just him getting out and the little girl helping, that's fine. I can right. see that working on a regular basis, right? Yeah, or if they go two at a time. I right. thought whenever they were like, oh, I could help, I could help, I could help, I thought they would go two at a time. The fact that Depending it's on the, the goal, later yeah. on that all six of them have escaped. And I think what they want you to believe is that He's now built machines for all of them to get all of their different jobs done all at the same time because they yeah. show that he creates his own with the dog. But that's not it's not feasible. Yeah. And, right. And, it's just not. <laughs> and, and they don't go down and check on them. Right. You, at no point in a day. Like and nobody it's weird. like like the dude's not like, hey, where's my dog? Yeah, it's where's my I don't dad? know. Yeah, I don't know, man. Um, it was a little loose on the plot on spots. Let's oh, say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like, if you're going to do that, and if you're going to make it so easy to break out from these people, then just don't do it. Just don't have like. Yeah. I feel like the the stuff with the police and this hilarious chocolate cartel that's set up between Slugworth, Prodnose, and Fickle Gruber. Yeah. I feel like that's enough. What I think should have, what what I think would have made more sense is if in that contract, they got like two to three days a week where they could go out at night when they were done working. But if they weren't back by the morning, 
they'd be screwed. Get some sort of punishment. Right, like a curfew or something. You have six right. hours after you're right. done. You're back by 11. Yeah, Whatever. Or, or like um, if they had a side racket where they were like, I don't know, like advertising like the maid service or whatever, like right. one or two day a week, you have to go out and had pamphlets for this cleaning service that we do. Right. There could have been a better way to write that into the story where yeah. they could get out. Yeah. Uh, I, I and then you feel like this that. whole and I love Olivia <laughs> Coleman. I love Oh, what's his name? Tom Tavis is bleacher. I just feel like none of this works in in any sort of way that made me care for anything. The Uh, one part I do think works is the the triad of greedy corporate men. I think they're really fantastic. Yeah, I think they were great. Uh, Fantastic, especially especially uh, Patterson Joseph as slugworth i thought he was oh yeah so funny with his facial expressions oh, mine was fickle gruber i really loved fickle oh gruber. he was very good <laughs> with murder put, put, <laughs> he can't that was a great they did a lot of great callbacks as far as like the old movies him yeah. not being able to say poor and yeah. throwing up when he heard the word was my favorite joke in the whole movie. <laughs> well, I think uh, uh, also throughout it, like some of my favorite moments and some favorite line reads were ones that you could tell it was Willy Wonka, like getting an idea for a future candy. Yeah, exactly. I uh, thought those no, were done good. really well. Those were really cute. My other one, my other like character that I think rivals what timothy was able to pull off was probably michael uh keegan key or keegan michael key um him as, as the, the police, police officer was he was stellar i think in this movie i think he, he did really a great good. job my only complaint is that i think his fat suit looked terrible oh it looked too horrible <laughs> yeah like yeah. i was like that this is not the whale <laughs> no yeah this is yeah it was not good as far really as the bad the setting of him he was very funny in it yeah, uh, just just a couple people de- uh, defying the laws of gravity. Very funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so this movie—I I just read this before hopping on here. Um, this movie didn't have like very many test screenings, and that is because test screen of audiences often turn against musicals. Really. Yeah, which is why, even though we kind of knew this would be like a musical film because it's Willy Wonka, like Mm -hmm. the the previews for this movie, if you saw them, really didn't emphasize that there would be music in this movie like that. And so when this movie opens up and it has Timothy Chalamet singing about how happy he is to be back uh, you know, in this nameless, you know, European town, Europeanton, I guess is yep. what it is. Uh, it's like the bad guys in Top Gun. Don't worry to about what it. What do you think of the musical surprises in this mu- movie? The musical surprises, or just yeah, that's like the, the songs and musical um, numbers. What do you think? I think they're fifty-fifty, and the prop it, it, and. I hate to go there, right? But the problem is there's so much charm in the original in every song. Every song has a charm to it and it it fits well and it's in the right spot. And this one feels 
sometimes it feels like it's trying really hard. One of the wildest things about the original Willy Wonka, which is so astounding to me anytime I think about it, is how every Oompa Loompa song is essentially the same song. Yep. But because they come in at different moments of the movie and emphasize different themes, you kind of don't recognize that it's the same song over and over again. It somehow yeah. tricks your mind with the lyrics that each Oompa Loompa song is individual, even though sheet wise, if you're listening to them, they're the exact same song. Yeah. And that's what's interesting with the Johnny Depp one, right? They try to make everyone different. Yeah. With like the, the harmonies in the background, right? right. Just to can reconnect them still, but it doesn't work because like the Mike TV one, they make super sci-fi sounding. Right. And it's, it's too much. They yeah. go too far with it, right? Uh, this one doesn't have the opportunity for that, right? It doesn't have the consistent Oompa Loompa song. This is an actual musical, right? Which is so different, uh, and it does and it does do that thing that I don't like in musicals, in that like they're and this happens in like every musical movie ever, and so like yeah. I don't blame it on this, but it does annoy me that the first half of the musical is like pretty laden with music. But then the second half has like none until it like did slow down yeah. until like after the climax. This happens in every musical, right? It happens in The Lion King, happens in Nightmare Before Christmas. It's yeah. like you you front load the, the, the front of it because it's all fun and shit, right? And now you have to have yeah. your downtrodden moment. And perhaps you don't feel as confident in writing an emotional song that has like real meaning and stakes to it so you just have to deal yeah. with that regularly through dialogue uh i have my biggest musical sin that they yeah, pulled it, it was at the end <clears throat> so granted there was some time between songs and they extended that time unnecessarily when they leave right and they get the book the second that him and noodle walk out that door they should be singing Oh, and handing yeah. the book off to the cop. There is no reason for them to be using normal dialogue there. Yeah, they should be Give so late. So just for y'all out Throw there, the book in the air at him and run around. That's for how those of you go. who don't know, the reason why music in musicals should hit is because the people in the musical should feel s such emotion that they can't talk. Right. That the only way that they could convey what they're feeling is by singing it. And yep. that is how musicals work. And it, they just won and they didn't sing about it immediately. Right. Come on. <laughs> like, you song. got to. Give me the victory song, man. I don't want right. a chocolate fountain song. And then, song. dude, you could have had a really cool <laughs> moment in that song where it's that other police officer, like, running down all of their crimes. Like, yeah. that would have been so fun. And I also see just my own vision of this song, right? It starts there. You get something like that, right? All the laws they break. And then maybe you get a look of Timothy Chalamet's Wonka giving him a like, but does it really matter, bro? Kind of look. And then he right. like flicks his fingers and the chocolate fountain starts. Like, that's how I think that that should have all happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just they didn't put the song in the right spot there. And it breaks, it broke it for me right at that spot. Yeah. Um, 
Um, I, I, but I, next the songs stop, overall, I did enjoy. Next they were fun. Stop, I, uh, uh, God, I feel like I'm going to be I, like I'm the negative Nancy here. I I am so in the middle of this Oompa Loompa. Oh, see, I liked him. I like yeah. Grumpy Oompa Loompa. <laughs> I love the Grumpy Oompa Loompa. I don't know how he speaks English. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. No. <laughs> that part I didn't care about. <laughs> I guess not. Um, I actually liked the tease. It's the kind of girl was like, there's Dude, no way a little orange a, guy with green hair. It's like one of those things because I love like the concept. I love the character. But I feel like this is something innately in me that I'm just like, that's not an Oompa Loompa dog. Like, it's yeah, just it saying, like, Oompa Loompas don't talk like that. They don't dress like that. <laughs> like, they don't. Like, okay. So, I appreciated the change. So, so, so his little lawn chair. Yeah. Did he build that or is that Wonka's? No, I think he built that. See, like, that's fucked up. Why? Because then he could just do whatever he wants. Like, Dude, why? Like, Wonka's like, already. Wonka, listen, listen. This universe is different. He already built layered candy no, in this movie. No. Wonka built that, which makes sense because he is a modern man with modern technology. We are shown that the that the Oompa Loompas are more archaic than that. So he should not have the ability or the knowledge. <laughs> Here's the deal. I'm going in as this is a new thing, okay? I don't know the rules of this universe. It shows us it in the movie whenever they're like, whenever he's like guarding their cocoa beans. I'm talking about in the movie. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know that you can deduce it from that, but I'll give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It would have been like, to me, like, I did think the movie was going to handle that more too. They want me to think that that's something that Wonka has that he's just like using as uh, right. And I'm down with that. I actually kind of like that. I'd have to watch it again to right. like, pick up on that. Yeah, this feels, this feels like for me to have a definitive opinion of this movie, I do need a second watch um, yeah. just because the first time it does go against so many things that I wanted from, I, I'm trying to separate what I wanted from this movie from what this movie gave me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I say it all the time. You cannot bash a movie for what it isn't. You have to bash it for what it is. And the fact no. that we were robbed of sinister. Uh, yeah. Imperialist Wonka. Is, is like, and that's the story I wanted to be told. I at least just wanted some snark. Like he gives in the, in the, original movie right right the, the smarky comments on all the kids and you loser right yeah. like yeah yeah like he should have that definitely should have been a line at the end that should have been the name of the final song oh dude right like that's a name for the final song right he's like rubbing it and then that gives a good reason why slug why slugworth hates him and wants to take him down even more and steal all of his recipes and because then that's he, the next movie because he's gloating and he's yeah. telling him to his face you lose right like yep see like let me just paint a picture of how i want this to go yeah long term 
I want a trilogy and it seems like a lot, but I think the second movie is all the attempts of Slugworth, kind of like Plankton, trying to get all the secrets. I think you do something like that because you already have the thief angle in the first sure. one. I hear you. you've, you've kind of built that in. And then the third one is the remake of the OG. Right? It's him wanting to get out. Yeah. I think that makes sense. I think you fit that into a trilogy. It really works. I think you get evil Timothy Chalamet in the second one. Yeah. I think it starts to turn. And then the third one, he is. So do you think on... in the second one, it kind of like ends with like Slugworth and Wonka, like teaming up with Slugworth being like, I got the business side. You got the chocolate side. Like, let's do this together. And then that kind of, uh, you know, because at the end of Willy Wonka, I could see that. it kind of shows that that Slugworth works for Willy Wonka. I think that would be cool. It'd be a good change. You know, it would clarify it. Yeah. 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 No, I think that'd be cool. I think it would be an interesting change of relationship to show. And but he would also know that he is second to Willy Wonka. It would have to be very clear that Wonka's in charge. Problems going forward. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Um, What would we think of? Okay. So (laughs) we haven't even gotten to my least favorite parts, but we'll get. Okay. So can we talk about one of my least favorite parts again? Yes. Yes. I feel like I'm bragging on it a lot. Uh, We have this little girl named Noodle, right? Okay. Don't tell. Don't you? No, no. Don't do it. Little black girl. Careful. Be careful where you go. She's a little black girl <laughs> who yeah. has a necklace uh-huh. that has the letter N on it. <laughs> Listen, okay, before you continue, I want to tell you my first thing. So in Mortal Instruments, the one guy wears a ring that looks like an M. So he thinks that he's a family member of someone else. And then it turns out you flip it. It's a W or whatever. Right. Whatever bullshit. Right. Um, go. <laughs> it's you. Maybe it's on you now. don't give the girl who's black a necklace that has N on it and have her say, oh, I don't know what this N stands for. <laughs> I hear you. I get you. Because my, is- my, my brain went to the, the word. <laughs> Dude. You can't yep. do uh-huh. this in a movie in 2023. No, not this is not the movie to do it in. Dude, at I, least I, I my jaw was on the floor being like they there's no way they actually just did this. Whatever, pick a D. It doesn't matter. Pick another letter. Pick literally <laughs> any letter you want. Just any other letter. <laughs> don't make it an N, please. No. And then the no. and oh god. And then okay, so she has this ring on forever. She never put it on her finger one time. And so, oh, whenever it's on my finger, it's a Z, right? Like Yeah. I know. That was just so bizarre. I hear ya. I, um, I will ya. say that I'm happy that, that she's in this. I think she does a really good job, a, a higher up child role than normally they have. And the uh, giraffe song, I think, is great with her. Re- oh, and yeah. I'll just say this visually Solid. this movie is astounding. Yeah. Oh. I forget what I was going to say about her. I just really liked her. I really liked her performance. No, she was good. Yeah. I really thought that she she Oh, um 
great callback here too because uh Roald Dahl, who obviously wrote Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the book, uh initially Charlie was black. Okay, gotcha. But uh his producers, editors, or whatever like forced him to change it to a white kid. Yeah. He hands the factory off to her, right? When they're done with these movies. No. No? She's too old. That's true. Yeah. He still does the golden ticket stuff, but she is there being his like right hand woman. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. I don't want her gone. I don't want them to do anything. I imagine that if they do a re a a new adaptation, because I don't want to say remake because I feel like this is different enough that it's already gone off the rail. Right. It's a new adaptation of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I feel like she will actually be giving the tour. That's how I, yeah, yeah, you've read my mind. Yep. She'd at least start the tour. Right. And, and I yeah. really like her. I, I really liked her. She was, she was great in it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Really good stuff. What's your least favorite part about this movie? Besides him and noodle. I liked the accountant. Uh huh. I thought he was somewhat deep, not really deep. The I rest liked of the, the side characters. Yeah, he was great. The rest of the side characters. Eh. One just didn't what was talk. Up, like what was like the joke about the the girl who didn't talk? She was the was joke that unco- she could talk? Yeah, the joke was that she could talk but chose but not to. We hadn't because spent of- nearly enough time with her for it to matter if she talked. Well, there was no motivation to why she was staying silent, right? She was just right. like it almost felt like she was just like nervous and didn't want to speak and say the wrong thing or get in trouble. Right. And it's like, but you're no one's coming to talk to you during the day except the people you're forced to work with. What do you care? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was really weird. And I, I just thought a lot of the side characters didn't get like the, oh my God, what's her name? The bigger woman um, that had the, I uh, women can do it too outfit on the whole time. Oh, right. Uh, which bugged the shit out of me. It felt like, come on, be more creative than that, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I guess that's a picky thing on my end. Uh, but Natasha Rothwell Piper, um, uh, I couldn't tell you what her specialty was now. She was so that uninteresting. And the other guy was just a funny guy. I don't yeah. know why he was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he was well, a failed comedian. Like yeah, I they try to, they really tried to like give you a reason to for all these people to exist but i just didn't see it no the the reason is they signed a bad contract yeah right um and the rest of them could read so that's very much on them yeah and then by the end of this <laughs> oh yeah i guess he does he can read by the end of this yeah. i'm like does that even matter at the end of this well but yeah he, because he reads the thing that his mom that left him police right oh that too yeah 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 uh let's see what else did i like or not like in this movie uh blah, blah. oh uh who, what kind of psychopath spells mama m-a-m-m-a uh, people spell it that way no they don't patrick i've don't seen it don't i've seen it no it's either m-o-m-m-a or m-a-m-a it is it's M-A-M-M-A. unusual m-m-a it's unusual okay it's just <laughs> it's fine we're fine. And, and um, I'm always happy to see a little bit of Sally Hawkins. I love that woman. She, uh, I, I wish that they had more stuff with her in it. 
No, they, but I I'll tell like you this: I actually the enjoyed their connection with her, like throughout the movie, um, and mm-hmm. the reveal that, like, only after having saved the town from the European dumb from the chocolate cartel that he finally opens up the the last chocolate that his mm-hmm. mom had and she had that beautiful message for him um and then yeah. he sees her in the crowd i thought that was i thought that worked i thought that really worked yeah. um because willy wonka is such a a positive dude and and so happy and and is always so willing to help people that whenever he is in the slumps it does feel like you're sad too i think it does a good job at, at that and that that to me is why the movie works, because yeah. by the end, I feel what Wonka does. Right. Yeah. I, I feel that there's positive things coming for him. Yeah. And I feel like his his excitement from chocolate and his use of cho- is going to make this world a happier place from everything. But and that's the thing. We are shown that in the movie. We are shown yeah. that people like are legitimately enjoyful because they have this chocolate yeah but i'm also super excited to see his rosy glasses get torn off over time yeah right like this is this is the high and i'm excited to see that get brought down over the yeah I'm really hoping that if we do get a, a, a second one, yeah, that we do get some imperialist Wonka. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love him to to pull that contract trick on the Oompa Loompas. Yes. He has to. Right. Right? Right. I feel like he has to, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's like that kind of stuff that like makes me happy about this movie that does make it seem like this is a, a better, like, I don't want to call this an origins movie either because this is a new Willy Wonka, right? But yeah. this does feel like a better origins movie than we get from a lot of these kind of movies that that give you the origin story of these beloved characters. This is better than most of them. Agreed. Yeah, I think they did a decent job. And and I think that the reason why I enjoy it is because it keeps on reemphasizing the idea of debt yeah to me that's what this movie is really about everybody has debt to somebody in this movie yeah and you got to pay that debt at some point right cop is owed all this chocolate from the from the cartel you know this is all because they owe (laughs) the the uh, olivia coleman ten thousand dollars each right the oompa loompas need to uh, you know resettle their debt because he stole from them i absolutely love the chocolate mafia plotline i am so happy that they went this dark route dude i was so excited to talk to you about it it was so good chocolate mafia (laughs) fucking ruled it was so good yeah the well, then that was the thing. Like, as soon happening. as as soon as they showed up, and Slugworth is like, "Well, three competitors, we can't agree on anything except this one thing, and yeah. that's you suck, Willy Wonka." Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, okay, these guys are definitely in cahoots. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, I just I just enjoyed that they took they they found ways to modernize this story. That made it interesting for me. Yeah. So for all the things that we just talked about that maybe weren't great, 
there were major plot points that I think were really good changes to yeah. the life of Willy Wonka and what he how he becomes what he becomes because he experiences this hatred this whole movie and all he wants to do is give people chocolate right <laughs> so he says it at the beginning goal. like his it, he all he does is, is tries to sell chocolate and he mm -hmm. relies on the kindness of strangers right and well it's that and he also gets to help noodle full circle right yeah because he can't ever get his mom back for real so he has somebody that he can help yeah that he and can that's sweet as well find their family and that has something to do with the mafia. It all yeah, ties and that back is an orphan like him. Yeah. Right. That he, yep. if he could, his number one wish is to open up this chocolate factory because perhaps his mom will come back. Right. And there's even a moment where he's like, yeah, I actually thought that she would come back from the dead. Yep. I open up my chocolate factory. I did think that. Yeah. It's you heartbreaking. <laughs> it's absolutely yeah. heartbreaking whenever whenever noodles the one who tells him yeah it kind of doesn't work like that buddy yeah you know you're kind of thinking about like more of like a philosophical like yeah like back emotionally like she she's dead homie right and then you, know, how you forget up about was it the... that, that woman burnt down his shop dark <laughs> that was i that that was i think their attempt at that yeah. dark aspect and it did work there, but it only happens once. Well, that's the thing. Right? To me, it didn't work there because nobody died. Well, there's that. Sure. Uh, but they don't. This movie doesn't count unless if there's five dead children, Patrick. That's not true. You're being extreme. <laughs> not uh, uh, but, but I thought that I... was wild that she set that house on fire, dude. Well, right. Because. It's, there's far it's far enough into the movie where I feel like it should have worked up to that. Yeah. But it's just this big thing that happens. Right? They never are able to get to him until this big fire and poisoning that they start. Yeah. And that's that's kind of a poor design to me as far as the plot. Like there should have been other evil things that happen besides like the police go get him. There could right. have been and, other and, ways. And if you, I think if you take away this whole uh, scrub it subplot and add in yeah. something a little bit more natural, a little bit more reasonable. Because yeah. they never struggled. They, you didn't feel the struggle they had as being enslaved. Right. Which is what they were trying to pull off. But they, like we talked about, they always got out. Yeah. There's no, yeah. And so then like, their thing burns down. It's like, okay, so what? Yeah. Like you didn't really have to work hard for it. No. Yeah. It was, you know? yeah, I don't. And I had to remember it was a kid's movie in some spots. Yeah, and I, but like, that's the thing. Like, but I'm not done a, using that as an excuse. Yeah, it's not an umbrella fix for yeah, what like, they did. I, I can't it's, look at a kid's movie and be like, because some of my yeah. favorite movies are kids' movies. Yeah, kids are smarter than Don't drop the ball like that. Willy Wonka's a kid's movie that doesn't drop yeah. the ball like that. No, it's just kids don't understand some of the jokes, and that's okay. Right. They That's don't okay. have to. And it's a little scary at points. And this thing yeah. could have used a little bit more scares. Yeah. Right? Yep. Man, it would have been cool if they had like chocolate masks or something and then it showed them melting into like deformed versions of the mask. That's a little dark. I don't think they would but have done that. But that's what Willy Wonka should be. Oh, that's so I think they should have. That's definitely something they should have done with the final guard. Right. Of the vault. 
Like there, they did not. I thought they were gonna go a little bit more dark trying to get in in that final attempt, and they. Dude, it was weird. Do you it think you weird. have a like favorite joke or favorite bit that went on through the movie? Um. Well, you think about yours. Mine, mine is uh, is is his little roofy chocolate, uh, oh, yeah. that he first gives to the guard, and the guard. Oh, like, when he explains it. Oh yeah, he calls his like third grade crush. Yeah, and then later on, yeah. his third grade crush is the like chocolate assassin guard. And she's calling him because now and she's, she's taking it. Him. Dude, I lost it. I thought that was, was I good. thought that was such a well made, like well planned, well timed, and well executed joke. I thought that was, that was a long good. con, baby, and it was a good long con. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> oh. I loved that. No, I my I think honestly, my favorite joke is the him not being able to say poor. Second to that is the double huh. I like huh. that and that addition, like that. That's how somehow fun. everybody in this universe knows yeah. that a double huh is like the yeah. most important thing that a man could say. Even the oompa loompa at the end. Yeah, I love that. Like, I thought that was awesome. That was another huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I enjoyed the double huh a lot. Um, overall, I think it was like standard funny across the board i didn't really think there was anything oh i was i was busting up at this movie hell yeah yeah like, i think it was just a funny movie uh but it doesn't so, have those iconic moments like the og that i think i would talk that. about for yeah, you and you right? can tell that they that they're tr that they tried to do that especially with like the giraffe bit yeah and them floating but like so much of that like especially like the candy stuff all that's just stuff we've seen before and Willy Wonka has to be the most any, disgusting person. Besides the, yeah, besides the roofy chocolate, <laughs> which, yeah. which I thought could be problematic. Yeah. Um, is there any other chocolate that's like unique to this movie or like candy that's unique to this movie that we haven't seen in other Willy Wonka movies? I See, here's my thing. I think they're saving some stuff, but I like the switch that that other one is the flying they didn't do bubbles, right? You float in the air with that other specific chocolate that he creates. Right. Um, I really liked that. I I don't think they they sh I I just feel like they didn't want to show their hand. That's what I feel like, and I think they should have shown a little more of it. Yeah, I just don't I don't think that at all. I think that they knew that we that there were candies that like we wanted to see, and they put them in there, and then didn't think to put in any other ones uh because their script wouldn't allow it because they made this like weird scripting choice yeah. of like having maybe yeah maybe i, I don't think yeah. that I, I i think that they did oh the harry claire that's the one that i wrote made a note about harry claire that was, was fun. new yeah harry that claire was, was fun um, yeah was it new no there was one in the original and that's the, the thing, second dude. one the second yeah. one they had that yeah, yeah, yeah. The the like there's so many candy ideas that they could do, but they they want it to to be and and there's still like so why not do a shinking one, right? Why not do a shrinking one instead of the TV shrinking one. somebody? 
yeah, shrinking sounds- one and that's how you steal something or you get into something or like there was options i hear you yeah yeah and and it does feel like a lot of these and if there's one thing that i wish that that, that, that they did more of in this if they are going to take the chocolate from or or the candy concepts from the old movies, what I mm-hmm. wish that they did then was show that they needed work. You right. know, the floating one. Oh, I don't know how to get that down under four hours. Maybe the second time he doesn't. Maybe like that second time she doesn't actually call the other guy and then it becomes a problem. Right. And maybe she just says his name and they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know they were connected. For what? I have no idea what you're talking about. The guard for the 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 final guard. Maybe it doesn't work quite right. Oh, right, 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 right. Right. And then they're like, right. shit, we got to find a way in now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, I hear you. Like nothing ever really goes wrong. Yeah. And it goes wrong in both movies often. <laughs> right. Yeah. The right. bubble thing. The bubble thing. They're terrified because they're going to get chopped up by a ceiling. Yeah. And this and it's very dark. Who cares? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. And like they don't but they don't have them burp in this one to get down. Right, which felt maybe he weird, doesn't know that right? yet, but he has to know that. Yeah. The, and like the right? hair, like it only grows on your head. Why isn't the whole body hairy? Yeah, like there's yeah, there's stuff that they can clarify. Uh I understand yeah. your concern there. Yes. Yeah, I just feel like I just wish that there was a couple of them that were like, oh, that's not done yet. I mean, we have to use them because this is how we're going to get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's my least favorite moment was there at the end whenever he's like, oh, it's my floating candy, but uh, uh, delayed reaction. Yeah. Explain that. I'm like, show, show us you, you making like, it. Like, isn't that one of the big threats in, like, the thing? And now you're just, like, the master of it. You don't, like, have, like, out of your briefcase? Why not have one that can paralyze somebody? Dude, see. Now that would have been cool. Now we're talking. Yeah, I know. Right. Well, that noodle invents. Like, why not let right. noodle create a candy? Yeah. Who cares? Wonka? Yeah. <laughs> yep, I hear you. I know. Yeah, so so that's another one. That's just another thing that that I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really enjoyed the like action sequences in this movie. I thought that everything was fluid. I thought that everything went together really well. There's that fun little song slash montage whenever they're uh, selling all this chocolate and keeps on oh, yeah. going under the storm drains. Storm drains. I like when he, I, the part when he like gets the one guy, he gives him a confidence chocolate. Yeah. Or whatever. And um, by the way, that's the girl that's in the ghost show that I like. Ooh. I was really hoping because it was early enough in the movie that she'd become a main character, but she was yeah. just a side character. And that disappointed me a little, but that's not the movie's fault. That's just because I know who she is. Right. <laughs> uh, but like that kind of stuff was cool. Um, but see, like, that's another thing. Like, it would have been cool if, like, the confidence chocolate, if he revealed, like, oh, yeah, nothing's in that. You just had, I just gave him confidence by talking to him. Or what if he gives it to the security guard at the end? Right. Who once they come back together at the end there. Yeah. That way they can both be like, yeah, we both like each other. Let's do this. Right. 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 Use it again as a callback. Um, yeah. No, I, there's just, 
there's just moments that they don't go quite far enough with the creativity, I think. Yeah. I think that's a great uh, way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a movie that pretty much anything should be on the table. Yeah. I mean, this Why is are a we movie- cutting ourselves and here's short. The thing, like in a lot of movies, <laughs> like I'd be bitching about like how chocolate's currency. Like you can you can yeah fucking bribe a cop with chocolate are you kidding me it works here yeah that that all makes sense and the parts that should be the most whimsical they kind of wimped out yeah and even the fact that like the bad guys have like a ledger of like all of their crookedness is hilarious to me i know oh okay another stupid part okay they do the villain thing where they get the book back and they put it exactly where it was before, which already made me mad. And then they leave and they pull the Dr. Evil bullshit and they're like, it's fine. We just won. They didn't make sure that the job got done. This is bad guy 101, right? It's just poor. That Shoot is right your there. bad guy. He's right there, university. dad. Shoot him. <laughs> yeah. Like that's your bad guy university. If we can add that to the henchman university, oh, for sure. right? Like, yeah, they didn't need any oh, henchmen here. It's fine. We just yeah. won. No, you didn't. We've got we've they got are still live. Yeah, we've got <laughs> we've got henchman academy and we've got yeah. bad guy university. These yeah, we're going with that. Graduated top of their class. <laughs> if I wrote an article about these bad guys, it would not be great. No. <laughs> terrible. Though yeah. You know, I kind of wonder how often they do this. Right, exactly. And that's true. It could be, it might not be that many. I think a couple times, because I feel like in the one song they talk about it. Yeah, and the the only reason why they lose this time is because they stole from the Oompa Loompa. Right, exactly. Oh, man. That was, I think, a really underrated plot point of this. But, like, like, I think it would have worked better, and I say that this worked well. I like this. Mm-hmm. But I think it would have worked better if the Oompa Loompa saved Wonka because he's like, Wonka still owes me and nothing bad can happen to him oh, until I get what I still read it. Huh? That's how I still read it. No, I don't think that. No, 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 no. That's not how it reads to me because he's taking from the bad guys because the bad guys stole from Willy Wonka from the Oompa Loompa then. Yeah, that's true. He gave the chocolate to them to give to the Oompa Loompa and they stole from him. So he releases their chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To steal back from them. He's not taking it from Willy Wonka. He's taking it from them. Yeah, true. Right. Yeah. Fair. That's how contracts work there. They're very literal. That's right. (laughs) You're right. Oh, that's that'd be good too if if the Oompa Loompa is the one that does the contracts in Willy Wonka. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. They got ideas. I think that flowing. you could do a lot of good stuff with a sequel. I think that I'm hoping with time and with a, a, a little bit more of because I feel like a sequel, you you do have the opportunity to do some more unique stuff. Yeah, yeah. Than this one. This is very much as you said, an establishing thing, some that will hearken us to think of the original movies. Mm-hmm. I think a sequel, you can do a lot more original stuff. Um a lot more interesting things that can go down as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, do you fair. think that, okay. Is that Oompa Loompa's name Lofty? I don't really know. 
<laughs> right. They call him Lofty, right? But they don't actually tell you his name, but you also never know any of their names. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like I think they're just being so so he says to he says to Wonka, because Wonka's like, Oh, you're a short little man. And he says, In Oompa Loompa Land, they call me Lofty. But Lofty means tall. Yeah, but he's also a quarter inch shorter than your average Oompa Loompa. Right. And I think well, I think he's clearly lying to Yeah, yeah. Wonka. But I'm looking at the and the reason why I ask is because I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. Okay. And Hugh Grant, they have listed as Lofty the Oompa Loompa, but I don't think that's his name because they don't call him that. No, IMDb only has Oompa Loompa. And and I think Yeah. And I think I don't think so. Wonka keeps on calling him like Mr. Loompa. Yeah, and I think I think that's just his village making fun of him. Right. For being short, right? right? That's right, an right, ironic right. Yes, nickname. Yes. yes which yes. I appreciate. Yeah, and I, I like that. Joke, I like that I'm, they have a look personality at this Wikipedia page, seen. and I'm like, I think they missed the joke there. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's supposed to add a little like to the lore of the Oompa Loompas of like they're kind of assholes. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm I see it because they are like the first one when they're singing, they're being jerks. Yeah, <laughs> like, I they, love that dude. I love yeah. them in that first. How they're yeah. just like mocking the kids dying. It's hilarious. Yeah. And yeah. I super enjoyed. You know what? Maybe my favorite song is the Oompa Loompa song in this one, and that might be pure nostalgia talking, but I thought it was good. Yeah, agreed. You know. Yep. I also enjoyed. Uh, you know, this movie might have the best credit scenes ever. It, yeah, I did like the credits. They don't scene. fuck around. I love that. That it was like the Oompa Loompa telling you what happened afterwards. I thought that was really yeah. cute. Fun. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I liked him. Uh, overall, I, I enjoyed it. Right? I it wasn't time. exactly what we expected, but I didn't know what I was expecting. I had a good time. I laughed a lot in this movie, to be honest. Yeah. I thought this movie had very good jokes. I thought it was very funny. Yeah. Um, and and visually just absolutely stunning. Like yeah. this movie had some really great stuff. Um I did not like the way they CGI'd the the factory being built at the end. That felt cheap. Well, to me, that was in his mind. I was like, I'll I'll let sure. that pass because he's like okay. looking around, he's imagining I don't want to give him that break be. though. I don't want to give him that break. That's fair. No, that's fair. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. a limit to my my acceptance of imagination. I just thought it felt cheap. No, that's, that's absolutely all. fair. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'll tell you what, I kind of didn't like how they made it look so much like the Gene Wilder factory. Yeah, I wanted them to go different. I wanted them to go like full different, like, and maybe they. Here's the thing. Well, let's just put it out there. That's right. literally like the second room the kids see. Right. So I don't want to judge it too harshly because yeah. they might keep that one very similar and then totally throw everyone for a loop. Right. Right. And, and that's, that's really, what I hope they do. And it's really interesting, isn't it? That it's that it's on a mountaintop. Yeah. I don't yeah. know how I'm going to like that, but we'll like find a out. Castle. Yeah, right. it's like a castle. I thought that he would take over the chocolate imperium or whatever 
Yeah, I thought he would just take over all the buildings and basically be the town. Yeah. That's what if that's what it is. And yeah, yeah. maybe that'll happen um, in, in, in part two. Uh, so I have an important question to ask you. Yeah. Hit me. And I was fascinated because my group of friends asked me this and they're not as big movie buffs as me, but it was a very poignant question. They asked me, did you like him as Wonka because it was Timothy Chalamet or did you like it because it was Wonka? Does that make sense? Um, like, like does Timothy because, playing it add such a bias that I you like it because it was Wonka? That's I was like I, 70 30. I thought, but yeah. I thought that if you took this character and you added 30 years to him, I could be see Gene him Wilder. being Gene Wilders. Yep. That's how I felt. I thought that, this was that beginning. Yeah. yeah. Yep. This, as I said, dude, this is better and, and I think more um you know continuous continuous i don't know um but i just feel like this like this is like the definitive origins movie almost of a of a character yeah. you know and they, they're doing this all the time now right maleficent yeah. other ones prometheus right like yeah. that here's a classic character here's their origin story and most of those movies i think are not good and i don't like them and i feel like they say yeah. nothing new about the character yeah and when i was on the phone with you when i was on the phone with you right i told you the movie itself was fine yeah. i think i remember saying something to that effect but i got what i wanted out of wonka yeah Right. This set up everything. This yeah. set up the younger version. This set up what the future could look like. Uh, and that's what this movie every, needed to do. I don't want to say every one of my problems in this movie is fixed by Timothy Chalamet. No. But a lot of them are. A lot of them are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, lot a lot of them. Of him and Noodle. I like Noodle. Yes. Too. Yes. Great pairing. I think Noodle is a great, great yeah. pairing. Yeah. They, they did good casting with that. I think the two of yeah. them have a really good chemistry. Um, and they, I don't know, I guess I was concerned a little bit with him being like a parental type figure, but he pulls it off pretty well. Yeah, I never thought that um, that was, uh, and you know what, I'm surprised, because you know how I am, like, I'm surprised that I never thought that was weird. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really thought that it was natural. I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. And I think maybe my favorite aspect of this version of Willy Wonka is the reveal that he's also a magician. Because yes. immediately yes. it gives you reason for why he's so fantastical and why his chocolate works the way it does. Yeah, like the reveal of the hat being magic. That's a yeah, big never deal. Ending, that's new. Yeah, it's a bag of holding, dude. It was awesome. That's new. And yeah. I like that change. Him and the, that and the cane. Yeah. He always has like some emergency thing Dude, inside of his cane. Dude, when he stood up his cane and like pressed a button, it became oh, a little hat rack. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Well, now, it wasn't even that. There was a part when he's staring at the door, right? And he just like, the cane just stays upright yeah. next to him for like a solid minute while he's just staring at the storefront as he's daydreaming and then he sets up all the things he wants to do yeah like this is so cool uh so they yeah. did add these unique elements to this version that are going to be very useful going forward yeah. uh, 
the magic hat is the most intriguing. You know how I love the holding bag. Yeah. Well, I now have hat. a holding hat. And and so. I personally loved the like steampunk suitcase that had like all of his ingredients in there. I was like, oh, that is fucking sick. Love well, it that. adds to the origin, right? Of like, I don't have a lot of money, but I can still do what I love. Right. Um, yeah. And that one with the lightning bolt looks so cool. Yeah. That he gives her. I don't know exactly what it did. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. My version it, of this will movie have a... would have him going over and I'm maybe they'll do this a little bit in the next one. Or like I'd be so down for a TV show for this, maybe like six, mm-hmm. eight episodes. Yeah. But his adventures getting all of his special ingredients. Like Yeah. Even I wanted after, more of that. Even after watching this movie, that's more like that's even more of what I want now. Like yeah, because some of the, the ingredients he says, you're like, how do you even get that? <laughs> yeah, like I, I want to. And once again, mm-hmm. that's where like evil under underhanded Wonka comes in. And that's the Wonka that I am interested in. He's a we'll little he's a little too chipper, a little too happy, yeah. a little too go lucky yeah. in this role, I think. For yeah, me, it, we'll get like, it, though. I have yeah. faith in that. I, right. I think this was the very clear setup. I agree. I yeah, agree. we'll be fine. I have faith. Uh, what did you rank this movie? Um, I would I would go with a seven out of ten. Sure. If I had to do give a quick score, um, more I'd say more of like a if I had to go Rotten Tomato style, I don't know seventy four. Sure, I just rounded down initially. Um, uh, only because. Outside of Wonka and Noodle and the bad guys, there were a lot of characters that I didn't think were needed. Yeah. Like even Olivia Coleman, as much as she was great with that specific character, she was only there so he could sign a bad contract. In the beginning, right. that's really and, it. Exactly. Outside of that, she wasn't. That's that like urgent. a lot of my problems with this movie is stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So most of my points are just lost out of you're having. You could have cut all of that out. It could have just been him against three people, and Noodle. And I wish it was. I wish yeah. it was. Yeah, it could have. He could have just. He didn't have to be penniless. Is what I'm saying. Right. He could have kept working on the streets. He. Could well, have he could been, have been also, but like. Yeah. And that and that message of like being poor and in debt and having to like rely on your friends, that's all still there. Right. You still could have had that. Yeah. So I just think they they overshot on the cast. That's all. But if they wanted to make the musical the way they wanted to make it, I can see why they have that many people. Yeah. Same. So it was a product of the original design. Yeah. And so, you know. I gave it a six. Fair. I gave it a six. Uh, I thought that this movie was uh, visually stunning and Timothy Chalamet puts in, in a, in a fantastic performance, but nobody ever reaches his level. Obviously even the good performances by like noodle and slugworth, they're good. They're not great. Yeah. Uh, But where this movie excels in and why I think other people should see it is because it's just so unique to see all of the original like candy concepts that are in Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory to see that in 2023 is marvelous. Right. Yeah. It takes that idea that like, I have a friend who's always like, Oh man, I wish I could see the original uh, star Wars with modern day graphics, which I think it's hilarious whenever somebody refers to special effects as graphics. I don't know why I think that's funny, but I do. That's fine. 
think yeah. it's fine. I yeah. never think because I never think of them as graphics. I'm always thinking like computer imagery, but that's what they are. They're graphics. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, but to see original Willy Wonka candy with modern day graphics, it's fucking awesome. Well, so here's the thing for the one particular candy, that one with like basically um simulating a drunken night. Yeah. That should have been more sinister, in my yes, opinion. Yes, dude. Right. Maybe not the first time around, but maybe he works on it, and then that's what the one the girl gets. Yeah, and that last ingredient. Is I think what it's a it real, like having this roofie candy is a real problem. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you're gonna use it, use it. Make yeah. it sinister, man. Like, right. do the job with it. Yeah. Um, but they just made it like a boring college night where you call an ex girlfriend. <laughs> We've all been there. All been yeah, there. Yeah, it happens. You know, right. we've all sent a text we shouldn't. Uh, Vanilla Bear, how about some questions? Yes, yes. Absolutely. I want questions. From this movie, Vanilla Bear, who would you want to see lost in the woods, naked and afraid style? Um, I'm going to go with my one that I wish was in the movie more just because I think she's a beautiful lady and uh, she should she should have been in it more. Poor casting choices. Um, <laughs> the one that gets married. Yeah. Charlotte Ritchie, Barbara. <laughs> good old barbara well, absolutely barbara yeah. yeah uh i'm going with i'm going oompa loompa here there you go okay yeah. that dude can survive i think so too I he think was he, would he went shop. four years undetected yeah right yeah you know what i i started laughing because it reminded me of uh the in the beginning when she's talking about uh that there's no way you you've have a little orange guy with green hair, blah, blah, blah. And I started thinking about the South Park episode about the panty snatchers or oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't help First myself. First step, <laughs> steal Wonka's chocolate. Second step, third step, profit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, from yeah, this movie, who funny. would you want to see fight a grizzly bear one on one? One on one. Um, you know what? I would make it. Oh, what? How do you say his name? Um, I gotta find him. He's right here. Um, Fickle Gruber. Because I think if you have to get rid of one of them, it's he's he's the biggest. He's the one. Yeah, he's the biggest corporate greed yeah. guy of all of them, and he doesn't respect that there's people that are lower than him. One iota doesn't give a crap about yeah. these poor people. Uh, so bye. The other two don't either, but they don't voice it. I'm doing so. a fat police chief. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I just feel like I feel like that police chief can put in the work. <laughs> like I feel like, yeah. especially when he's got that extra weight to him. Uh, yeah, yeah. And finally, where would you slot David Batista? Boy, uh, honestly, I think he would have been way more fun as the Oompa Loompa. Oh, that's a great, that's a great one. Yeah, I think, and that's I don't think so that's the good. easy pick because there's other people that it would be way easier for him to fit into. Yeah. But I just think that he'd grew a great job. That'd be so good. Yeah. Um, I'd go with the zoo security guard. Oh yeah, that's good too. Yeah, yeah I feel that'd like be that'd, really, be really, that'd be a fun little like cameo. Really yeah. funny in it. And then the fact that like his girlfriend is like, the security guard for the bank and then he's big and huge and he takes care of the giraffes yeah yeah i like it 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, overall, the other reason that I it lost a little bit of points for me is it wasn't, and I think it's coming now. Maybe this is a little bit of cope, but I think after seeing what this first movie was, it's not the defining role yet. No. Right? And yet's the important word because I think something's coming. Sure. Uh, and I'll say this. So. I agree. And I'll say this. There's one aspect that I was terrified for this movie, and I'm happy they didn't do it. I was so concerned that they would give that giraffe some sort of chocolate that would allow it to talk. I didn't even think of that. You're right. And, yeah. And I was like, that would that would take it just a little too far. That'd be too kid in yeah. that case. Yeah. yeah. Too cartoony. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Yep, yep, yep. All right, dude. That was three movies we reviewed. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, super fun. Super happy about it. Uh, thank you for joining me. Cubby Cubettes, thank you for listening. Once again, email us, forestfilmclub22 at gmail.com. WordPress, opinions can be wrong. Social media is at forestfilmclubs across everything. Over there has been the Vanilla Bear. Over here, if you don't know, you should know, is your Wonka Chocolate Bear Mundo. Nothing. What? Okay, great. Sorry. I, I don't that... know what you. I don't know what you were going for there. I'm so sorry. You lost I, I, me. This is chocolate and Wonka chocolate. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> and should have worked on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, hashtag David and the Batista Factory. Yeah. This has been the Forest Film Club. Yep. See you next time. Thanks, man. <laughs>